It's your own time you're wasting. Ramblings from Beyond the Classroom with Marie and Jodie. Welcome to It's Your Own Time You're Wasting. Today's episode is called Get Out of My Classroom. Um, today we're going to be talking about the joys of learning walks. I am Jodie. I'm a maths teacher that now works for Beyond, writing their revision resources. And this is my co-host, Marie. Hello, I'm also an English teacher working for Beyond. And thinking about this topic is actually giving me collie wobbles. Should we start by explaining what a learning walk is just in case sure. you've got some lucky old teachers who haven't experienced you haven't it yet. experienced one is there any of those around <sighs> if they are oh. i'm jealous <laughs> yeah so learning walk is when some member of slt walks around and pops into your classroom for an informal look at what you're doing it's supposed to be a whole school thing it's not mm. supposed to target any individual teacher um and they're only supposed to happen something like three times a term, according to the unions. But the reality is somewhat different, I found. Well, I've worked at a school that has learning walks, which only happen three times a term, and mm. discovery walks, which are slightly Ooh. different. Because all staff members are expected to do a discovery walk at least once a half term. So as a junior member of staff, you're expected to go around and watch other classes as a way to learn from them. Yeah. Um, but also SLT and so on would do it and they could happen as much as you wanted because technically it's not a learning walk it's a mm. discovery walk yeah and that was um actually the discovery walks doing them was much worse than having them done to you because yeah was it you had to go into your friends and your colleagues classrooms and be mm. like just turn up and you'd pick a class the kids were never great at it. They'd always be like, oh, so-and-so's here. And it was just like, yeah. you just hated doing it. And you had to document that you'd done it. So you had to write down whose lessons you went into. And it was just so, like, awkward because it mm. was basically checking up on people who were either the same job as you or, like, your superiors, you know, your head of department yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It was horrific. And did you have um, some kind of checklist to look at when you were in there? Yes, but it was very based around the students or the teachers. Yeah, well, that's what um, a learning walk's supposed to be, isn't it? Yeah. So there was one section which was like, which of these kids do you teach? Are there any behaviour management policies or, you know, techniques that they're using? Who are they sat next to? And is that something you could, you know, does it work? Does it not work compared to your seating plan? And then the other one was, is there any like teaching techniques that you spotted? But if the answer was no, that was fine. Um, but the idea was like you could go in and you could see like, oh, this person's got Billy set next to John um, and that works really well. So I'm going to sit Billy next to John was kind of the idea. Yeah. And I think in theory, that's not a bad idea to have staff watching other staff teach. No. And it was quite nice sometimes to see, you know, the kids who didn't excel in maths, excelling in science or excelling in english mm. or whatever you know yeah. are happy to see them happy which yeah you know a lot of kids weren't in maths so it was quite it came from the right place mm. but didn't work i think the issue is you are so on edge about being observed in any way i mean when in my nqt year this is no word of a lie i had 13 formal observations Oof. 
plus learning Ouch. books. And oh, you would terrible. think after that, I'd just be so used to it, it wouldn't bother me, but it wasn't. It, yeah. it actually got worse and worse and worse. Even though I, I always got a good report and, you know, very positive feedback, it didn't seem to ever get any easier. And I think being on that knife edge all the time, that you could be you could be told that you're incompetent or whatever at any point, yeah, is very anxiety-inducing. And and the the thing that I found difficult is so not all my schools pre-scheduled them as well. There'd mm-hmm. be like some that was like, oh, like this is you you're gonna have a learning walk at some point in the next two weeks, but yeah. you had like absolutely no idea when. So I had a lesson on bearings with kids once, and mm-hmm. like so bearings for those who don't know is basically like angles, but it's quite specific rules. So you have to measure it from north, you have to measure it clockwise. And this was quite low ability kids. And the idea of giving them these rules without any kind of context yeah. just doesn't work with them. So I brought in loads of maps and charts. And we basically did a whole lesson on like navigation and how you yeah. use these bearings to get from one place to the other. And in terms of kind of maths and exam technique, very little progress was made. Yeah. But those students went from thinking this is a really boring, pointless subject to actually genuinely understanding why we had these rules. And we did loads exactly. of stuff about yeah. communicating it to each other because you have to have it with three digits. So that was like when you got 25, you didn't know if it was 25 or 125 or whatever. Um, and so we spent a whole lesson basically playing with these maps. Yeah. yeah. And I had two teachers come in together and one of their outputs was, but very little progress was made. And, mm. you know, they didn't meet the learning objective, which was to solve problems with, uh, solve exam style problems with bearings and the yeah. other one was that's amazing you've done something really practical you've really adapted that in a really good way mm. and that they'd seen the same lesson and they got two completely different views from it mm. but and the kids loved it it was last thing on a Friday and they had a great oh, time oh yeah oh yeah because you're not going to start doing a complex exam yeah. style bearings lesson last thing on a Friday are exactly. you exactly and so the challenge with it is kind of you can see the same thing without seeing the larger context of what's happening Mm. and it can see it as a positive or negative without actually having that information so I came out of teaching and I briefly went back in again and the the job was sold to me on the basis that it was very small class sizes which it was it was a private school 10 10 per class and that there were no learning walks, yeah, no learning walks, um, and very few formal observations. It was much more laid back. So I thought, okay, I can give this, I can give this a try. So I went back in. There's a book coming. Yeah, I was working two days a week, and everything Uh was fine. And then I went to a teacher meeting, and they gave out this handout that was about six pages long of all new, new things they were bringing in. And I think the second bullet point down said learning walks, and that was me, out. I, I literally yeah. handed my notice in because I just could not go through all that again that of being on display, as it were, and someone coming in and, like you say, with it, maybe without context, yeah, just making a judgment on your lesson. Because for all that they say it's a whole school thing and they're not pulling out individual teachers, unfortunately, that is exactly what happens. So do you think... Because I always kind of felt it was quite intimidating. It was used as a way mm. to micromanage teachers. Do you think there is a positive way to use a learning walk? 
I don't think there's anything wrong with SLT watching teachers work, but I think there has to be a trust between the mm-hmm. teachers and the SLT, and it has to be something that's just woven into the culture of the school rather than yeah. this actual thing with a title, learning walks, that inspires yeah. fear and dread into everybody's <laughs> heart. Um you yeah. know that's that's because I, I don't I didn't mind people coming into my classroom ever just popping in or even yeah. helping out but to come yeah. in and literally with a, a clipboard and be writing yeah. things down it's very very off-putting do you know what Jodie let me tell you this my mouth has gone really really dry and that is a sign of stress and that's just talking about it yeah they make you nervous and it is this kind of overhanging dread of them yeah and then there are those people that would be like oh they're so much fun i can't wait to be checked out and i never like those people <laughs> those people are alien to me i don't understand them because to me it was like the sword of damocles over your head constantly you know and if they happened to come in when you had one of those classes that just was oh. not doing what you wanted them to do the the panic that that induced oh no please and i used to have bad dreams about you know someone popping into my lesson to just have a look how it was going and some lad at the back lighting a cigarette and things like that because (laughs) you know that was in my dream obviously that didn't really happen Um, but it was just the anxiety of it was so high it's your own time you're wasting so why not stick the kettle on put your feet up and have a cuppa ah the worst learning walk I had was a a really small this was in a state school I had eight kids in the class which gives you an idea of how much attention they needed I also got a a TA for this class and had learning walk so there's three adults in the classroom with eight children at this point (laughs) Uh, and one of the children chose to use a inappropriate sexual comment towards me um which I sent them out for and punished them for. Mm-hmm. The TA went and got the kind of, they had a key worker, got the key worker, got out. Yeah. Consequence of all this is they were excluded for a couple of days, which is fine. Yeah. But after the lesson, I had to then explain what said sexual comment meant to the learning walk person because they didn't <laughs> understand why I'd freaked out. No. And way. I had just hit the roof. Fair play to the teacher. They didn't say anything during the session. They just let me deal with it. Yeah. Um, but afterwards they were like what what was wrong with that and I had to explain this to to my boss and I was oh like, that's worrying oh, this is so embarrassing and yeah yeah so that was my worst one <laughs> you have to laugh don't you well Jodie I think it's time to introduce our guest for this week Debs Debs, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, yes, I'm a, also a maths, former maths teacher and head of year, and I'm a content writer for Beyond as well for maths and pastoral resources. So what is your experience of learning walks, Debs? What do you um, think? I've been on, obviously, the receiving and had the same horror stories as everybody else, and depending on what the motivation was and what the person coming in to see was you know I've been on those um but I've also had been in schools where we've had themed learning walk weeks 
and that was often an excuse to pick up the books and check marking including the cupboard books on there or they'd look for one particular thing they'd give us a theme so they were even more horrifying than the usual learning walks and I couldn't find Mm. much positive in those at another school, um, we actually had a different name for them, which I can't remember. Um, they promised us they were put on timetables for anyone in SLT or middle management. Everybody had one. So literally there was one every single lesson every day and you worked in pairs to go around. And we were told it was going to be a supportive thing, almost like patrol, you know, to help the teachers, which would have been fine. That's what we thought we were doing once a week. We all had that on our timetable. But actually, we were then given a clipboard where we could find three positive students, which was nice. We, I was quite happy to go Mm. in and do that. Any problems with a particular student so they could see if one one was coming up a lot on the walks again no problem with that whatsoever but also what the learning objectives were what was going on mm. were they written on the board wow. all the rest of it some of us would did it and absolutely refused to put anything negative about yeah. any member of staff because obviously not for the yeah. unions yeah. so some of us just went round and found our free it would just use going hi everyone you know like have you got three good kids for me who's been really good, not just this yeah. lesson, but over the week or over the term? So that the I liked that because then children that yeah. weren't always praised got a good praise and got in the book yeah. and got a certificate or a sticker or a house point. That was nice. But as for issues with staff, unless the staff member was really, really struggling, which was usually supply, then mm. we just refused, most of us refused to write them down. But there were mm. other people that were writing those down and writing them. So literally they didn't have a single lesson when someone might not come in. And if they knew an area was a problem area, like if they had... um. A head of the department that wasn't a head yeah. department, you know, like a cover one or something. They deliberately mm. target those areas even more because Whoa. they thought the problems oh. with the children would be more. That's like mission creep, though, isn't it? So we've we've got an excuse to get into the classrooms. So we're just going to take it that step further yeah. and make it be a bit about the teacher. So obviously, there's a big impact on the teacher, and there's a lot of kind of negatives for the teacher, and I'm sure we'll find some positive somewhere. What do you think the impact on the students was? I know you've done a lot with pastoral. Did the students find learning walks difficult? Um, I don't think so because especially in the school where we had them every lesson because they were just so used to it. But they did say Mm. that some teachers had more learning walks than others shall we say that more people yeah they're not after are they they soon realize what's going on yeah they'd say oh we never get them in this department it's always in science for example which was the one where we didn't have a head of department for a while you know or it's always in this one it's never in that interesting I think they got to ignore it in the end and I think Mm. it depended who came in as well because obviously from myself doing the learning walks I only saw it myself and the person who was walking with me and we had Mm. the same attitude towards we weren't here to upset the teachers we were here to support the teachers and if we saw a behavior we took that child out and dealt with it we'd say is there anyone you want us to have a word with you know we'll happily do that as well to make it much more supportive so and we did get told that they liked us coming into the lessons the teachers because they knew if they saw me or the other lady with me that we weren't there we were actually there to support that's one way that it could work when when people are coming in to actually give you a hand that's great that wasn't what we were supposed to have done though we were supposed to have have filled we did fill in the sheet we just didn't fill any negatives other than students did you never get picked up on that though 
No, because we filled in what we wanted from the sheet. It was like filling yeah. the sheet, so we did. Yeah. We just so we didn't say if we saw a negative, like right, I said seen someone wandering the corridor, you know, like yeah. this particular child, or or we deliberately, if because they would would want us to put something negative, if we saw a supply class, and I mean a supply like a day supply, not a not a as we all know, that's another conversation. Cover supervisors and. TAs having to cover whole lessons. I mean, an actual day supply, the rarity that was paid for when they came in. If we saw major problems in that classroom, then we would write something negative down and we'd go and try and support, but we would write something negative down because they were in for the day. Yeah, and they needed needed a bit of extra support. We used to have, at the place I did my very first placement as a trainee teacher, you'd have constant learning walks like that, but they weren't really learning walks. It was more patrol. But if they came in, so if you caught a student chewing gum, you had a consequence board and you had to put a C for chewing. Um, And if someone came into your classroom, member of SLT, and saw a C next to someone's name, they'd get an automatic after school detention. And it always really bothered me because it was like me as a teacher, if I catch you, that's okay. But if the head catches you, then you get the worst punishment. And that really bothered me. So I like the idea of kind of being supportive and kind of following through and making sure that you're backing up your teachers, but also not outranking mm. them in that way. And it turned into this kind of like, kids would be like, don't put a C, yeah. don't put a C and everything like that. Or like, and it just yeah. made it into an us and them, but I would yeah. be the us with the kids. I've, I've taught in schools for 23 years and schools and colleges. And at the beginning when I was teaching, patrol used to be mm. exactly that. If you'd put a child outside your door, patrol would, you could either yeah. message patrol when they come pick them up, which was usually an SLT member yeah. or someone in middle management that was free, or um, yeah. they, you know, they'd be outside and if they were caught out, even if they were out for a few minutes, then literally patrol would come and have a word with them and then they wouldn't put them back in the room. They'd wait mm. for the staff member to do that as well. You know, it was a very supportive measure. But That is my pet peeve. When other mm. teachers send a kid back into your classroom mm. and you're like, you don't know what he's done or she's done to be out there. You need to wait. I saw something on a, a popular YouTuber that does like lots of funny things about uh, teaching and she was sending a kid back in. I was like, I'm unsubscribing if you did that as a teacher because you've no idea why they're out there. They could be out there because they were just messing around and they needed a breather. They could yeah. be out there because they spat yeah. in your face and you're waiting for SLT to come. And sometimes you don't want them back in your classroom. Ever. No, absolutely not. I've had that before. I've had, as we're on uh, from the teacher's point of view, at uh, one of the schools, the one that had the targeted weak ones, I've had very supportive SLT come round, and then I've heard them basically bollock the child outside as well, which yeah. is very supportive. Yeah. And then I've had another member of SLT who is now actually even higher up mm-hmm. and uh, come in and said that child is coming back in because I've said they're coming back in and they believe the child on that so yeah I agree it can be very unsupporting as well have you kind of as the person getting the learning walk receiving the learning walk have you ever had a really positive experience or would you say generally it's been quite negative um to be honest I think that there wasn't so many when I first started teaching yeah and by the time you get to middle management they tend not to always put it depends what the what they're looking for if they're yeah. actually looking for reasons to write something negative down they don't very often go into middle managers rooms because they Which tend in to itself is a problem isn't it because middle managers yeah. sometimes aren't that good at teachers mm, not no. saying you personally obviously no. 
exactly but they don't very often because they don't mm. perceive that as but they don't hear a lot of noise they don't hear the problems so much yeah so I think it's more on that but um yeah I mean I've had people come in and it's been nice like when I first started in other schools moved around yeah. I've taught over three different secondaries and a couple of colleges as well and it's been sometimes it's been nice it's just say the heads usually if the head is walking around and they're just popping in that but I've always that's not even been like an official learning walk but they've knocked on the door oh can I come in and have a look who's been good you know which is nice and when they ask who's been good I love that question Mm. yeah I like that who's been good that's the best one because yeah. that's that is supportive, and then they award a point on the spot, you know, yeah. for house point or something, which is nice. Yeah. I've always liked that type of learning walk as opposed to writing yeah. down what your learning objective is and have you got the learning objective on the board? Have you got the free outcomes? Have you got this? You know, are you following that? Oh, let's pick a random book and check it's been marked within the last two days. Yeah, that sort of thing is not positive. Yeah, that's more like scrutiny, isn't it, than support. It's your own time you're wasting. Ramblings from Beyond the Classroom with Marie and Jodie. There's not a lot they don't know about teaching. When I was a special needs teacher, um, I was a SENCO, and um, it, it sometimes could take us 15 minutes to write down the learning mm. objective. So I used to not bother. And then I explained that when it was picked up on. And then I was told, well, why don't you print the learning objective out on a sheet (laughs) of stickers and then they can stick it in like as if I've got time to do that for 25 lessons a week you know amazing and why does it matter why do you need your learning objective in some schools they get to as long as they can see it it's on the board you know as long as the child's been had it shared with them that's fine which isn't all right but others yeah they want it written down underlined with a margin and it has to be so then it does take the children too long it's just a Mm. waste of time it's dates always got me i went to a school where every subject except for maths you had to write the date in like maths form so like three slash nine slash 2022 but in maths you had to write it in words and (laughs) it was so much effort and I don't see the point of writing a date it doesn't matter when you learned this you need some sort of chronology and you need it in order but it'll be in order because it's in a book yeah because it's in a book why do you need a date there is no point in a date I'm with you there there's there's (sighs) no point spending time and faffing about with things that aren't absolutely essential exactly you, you don't have the time do you you might have a, i had 50 minute lessons which was felt mm. like nothing oh i've had 35 minute lessons oh i went to school with 35 minute lessons yeah, yeah how did that work i've only done me? 50 or 60 i prefer 60 the 35 mostly you had double periods yeah but you'd have with younger years you'd have a single which would be a 35 and the way that the school managed it was all right because you'd have 35 maths with year seven and that was a numeracy lesson so you didn't really write anything down you didn't bother with books and learning objectives because it was just mathematical skills and Mm. then in english they did the same and they'd have 35 minutes of silent reading so you could use if you kind of planned it well that 35 minutes was quite a good way to kind of do something that was an essential skill Mm. for some of them it was completely pointless but like yeah, it, for the younger years it worked, but once you got to about year nine, it was a waste of time. Mm. 
Mm. And you just by the time you got everything out, you're done. One of the one one of the learning walks or dropping walks or whatever you want to call them on it. Um, also they used to also look at what your classroom looked like, whether it was tidy or not, whether your desk was tidy. Oh, and I would bear in mind displays are not what we're supposed to do. We're only supposed to oversee them if your display wasn't relevant and up to date and had all the school terms on and Ugh. all the rules and everything, because oh. a child might have dared to rip the rule sheet down or scribble over over it or yeah wrote what they really thought of the rules down of writing everything down and by rules I do not mean things like you know you might um I don't even mean rules like you will not smoke in this classroom or something I mean rules like you must write the learning objective and underline it that type of rule list and that written on the board just just to circle back I like that you had to have the rule do not smoke in this classroom that wasn't just a given (laughs) You had to write down that rule just to make it clear. <laughs> yeah, that's per my dream. So a huge, huge thank you to our guest, Deb. It is lovely not to be outnumbered by English teachers for a change. <laughs> um, so thank you so, so much for joining us. It's really nice to see that air. Uh, other side of I'm coming level. out in a rash though Jodie oh. being in close proximity to two maths I think teachers. I mentioned numbers about four times you must be struggling <laughs> seeing me <laughs> thank you very much for having me and just in case any student isn't clear maths is more important than English yes. <laughs> thank you, thank you oh, Deb <laughs> So we like to finish our podcast with a little thing called two stars and a wish. Um, before we do that, though, shall I tell you my positive learning walks? Oh, definitely. I feel like we've yes. been a bit negative this, yeah. one, this yeah. episode. Um, so this was at the last school that I worked at, and it was not doing very well as a school, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, in October, we had an Ofsted inspection, and then the head teacher just never came back to work, oh. um, which gives oh, you an dear. idea of how that Ofsted yeah. inspection went. Yeah. Um, so the class that I had was about 20 kids. I was supposed to have a TA, but they were never there because they were assigned to one kid and the kid was a school refuser. So if the oh, kid right, didn't okay. come to the class, then she didn't they, come to the class. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was a really challenging behaviour class. I won't go into it all because it will probably make me cry. Um, but I got this learning walk and I was just like, you know what? It's going to be what it's going to be. Whatever yeah. happens will happen. I'm going to do my lesson as normal and they'll see what it's like. Yeah. So I did my lesson as normal and they saw what it was like. And afterwards, the deputy head was like, why on earth have you got these kids in one lesson? What are they playing at? You shouldn't have X, Y, Z in the same room at the same time. I will sort this. So for the rest of the week, I'd only have one of them come and the other two Mm -hmm. would work with the member of SLT and work quietly and I just had to give them a worksheet Amazing. and then by the end of the next week they'd rearrange the class so I didn't have any of them there and I've been saying this before like this class just yeah. isn't working I haven't I can't do this mm. and they came in and not only did they say this isn't working they fixed it and oh it was such a sense of like you're not it's not you yes <laughs> this class yeah. isn't going to work there's too many because of the dynamics yeah, yeah. And so exactly what you wanted out of a learning walk. I didn't yeah. feel got out at all. They saw that the class dynamic just was impossible to work with and they fixed mm. it. Yeah, amazing. So I think that's if, probably if my they were style. all like that, that would yeah. be brilliant. Exactly. And yeah. it was that 
acceptance that there is nothing I can do in that situation. That class yeah. is not going to behave because yeah. they can't with all those people in. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. My, one of my stars. I so think. that's your star. Have you got another star or have you got a wish? Um, I can't think of another star at all. That's fine. But I kind of want to be more positive than that. But I'm struggling, to be honest, with learning walks. Well, what would your wish be then? Oh, my wish would be for learning walks to be the positive, supportive thing that whoever came up with the idea wanted them to be. Yeah. Because I genuinely don't think any teacher, whether they be SLT or an NQT or whatever, goes in wanting to undermine and stress other teachers out because nobody is that cruel. So it's been kind of perverted into this horrible micromanaging event. But I don't think that would have been the original concept. No, I agree. So I wish learning walks were whatever the original concept was, Mm. because it was probably quite a nice thing. What would your two stars and a wish be? Well, my two stars that I really liked hearing about from Debbie was um, when they went in and they, they said, who's been good today? Who's who's working really yeah. well? I loved that. I don't think I ever experienced Same. that. I can see that would work really, really well. Um, mm. And also the solidarity that, that they would not write anything negative about a member of staff. <laughs> I really thought that was yeah. brilliant because um, that's <laughs> what you need in teaching. You need to stick together. And my wish would be, similar to yours, Jodie, but I wish there could be more trust between SLT and your general teaching population. Yeah. So that things like learning walks don't become a big issue. They don't become anxiety inducing because you're all working together as one team. That would be my Mm. wish. Um, But, you know, who knows? We might get it one day in schools. It's got to be something that just keeps evolving, isn't yeah. it? And yeah. as much as I want to be all positive, there's a lot of less positive things about teaching. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're all there for the same reason. We love being a teacher. Exactly. We love being in the classroom. And we just need to make the environment where people can embrace that. Yeah. Love. And everybody can thrive. Pupils and yeah. teachers. Yeah. Lovely. Exactly. And on that note, yes. I think we'll finish. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you haven't already. I've been Jodie. And I've been Marie. Thank you very much. This podcast is proudly produced by Beyond. Please bear in mind the views and opinions expressed are those of individuals and may not represent those of Beyond or Twinkle.